I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, excited to release an episode uh, from a series that uh, is three parts to it called Thrive Not Survive. So for the next three weeks, we'll be sharing some recordings from the two-day event called Thrive Not Survive that we hosted for one of our companies, Livian. During this series, I addressed three main topics that will help you and your business not only survive, but thrive in this uncertain market, regardless of what business that you're in. First, we'll talk about daily habits and practices that will help you thrive every day. Second, I'll share how to show up and lead yourself first before you can lead anybody else, by the way, that is self-leadership precedes leadership. And lastly, I explain the 200% life and how you can thrive in both your inner world in your outer world, we have an inner experience and we have an outer experience. And 200% life is pulling both of those together. Hopefully you enjoy the show. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, so what does it, you know, what does it actually even mean to thrive every day? And I think that's, uh, uh, that's kind of how I wanted to end today. Um, because I think what you'll see here throughout today, at least I know, I, I wrote down a pages of notes from everybody here. So everyone, thank you for doing such an amazing job. Um, but it's really, you know, thriving every day is an inner experience. Um, there's also an outer experience to this, but really if somebody says, man, I had a wonderful, I thrive today. I mean, I really thrive today. What people are really saying is, man, I had a wonderful inner experience. And typically that was tied to a wonderful outer experience. So I had this wonderful outer experience and I feel really good. So what are some tactics and things we can bring in there so you can actually thrive every day. And remember, thrive every day doesn't mean you're going to be able to move challenges, you, that they're not going to show up. There's not going to be problems there. What thriving every day means is that in face of challenges, in face of things of a, um, you know, a, a defeating market, in face of, of low buyers and sellers that are out there, you're able to, that you're able to thrive regardless of it, right? And that's what people really want to be able to bring into this is how can I actually thrive instead of just to thrive every day? So number one, we need some level of resilience and focus. And you've heard that from everybody today, but in 2023, we are going to need a tremendous amount of resilience and dedication if you really want to succeed in real estate. We're going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow, but I still see too many people out there right now fighting current market. And I'm not saying that you're agreeing that the market has shifted. Everyone's like, yeah, no, the market has definitely shifted. What you're fighting is your, your own internal habits of how you expect the market to be. So you're still waking up expecting the market to be like it was or wanting the market to be like it was. And I hear things like across the board, I'll hear things like, well, in March, it's going to pick up. So we just got to get through this. And I go, hold on. Nobody knows in March it's going to pick up or not. So why don't we lean into the moment so you can thrive every day? Right? And that's going to be, we're going to talk about what resilience and dedication actually even mean. Um, but really, like that's what you're going to need in order to do this. But it first starts with you understanding that I have to let go of the past two years habits. It's all I'm asking. You can remember it. You can, you can understand it. But understand that the last two years, most of us will probably never see two years like that again in our careers. I mean, it was what it was 40 years ago that we basically saw that some of us might, some of us not, but let's just go on assumption that we might not see that again. And so then what is it going to take to thrive? And that's resilience. And that resilience right now is, is the challenge of, of changing quickly 
your approach, how you see things, going back to basics. And this is where focus is going to come into play here. So I always like to think about it this way, is how do I just make peace with mastering the boredom of extreme focus in a few activities, in consistency in all areas of our life? Because thriving is not just about work, though when you're winning at work, you're thriving as well too. When you're winning at life, which we'll talk about later, you're, you're, you're thriving. But it's going to master the boredom of this. It's like there's an expectation that when I get in there that um, my business should look different or it should just happen this way. Because remember, the last two years, there's been nothing but organic growth, which means you kind of bump into sales and you just bump your way into money. And, you know, I was on a call with a, a team yesterday and they were they were like, you know, we didn't realize they were very humble. I didn't realize they were like, we didn't realize how much the market was making us look really good. And I think a lot of us looked really, really good. And now all of a sudden it's this resilience and focus that you're going to need in order to make sure that we can do it. So what does it look like? First, number one is remove distractions. You've heard that before, but have you actually implemented it? And I mean, really remove distractions, like going through your calendar and going 60% of what's in my calendar doesn't matter. I think Matt or Eric said this just a few minutes ago. If literally I came on right now or, or Matt came back on and said, look, I'm going to give you a million dollars for the next, for a pending, for anybody who gets a pending tomorrow. I mean, how many of us remove distractions? I mean, you would just remove the distraction. Or if Gary Keller came on and said, look, it's uh, $500,000 for everyone that gets a pending in the next seven days. How many pendings would you get? And the answer is you'd probably go, why would I get like seven, eight, nine, 10? I mean, what is the number you would go get to? So my point, you would at least have one, <laughs> wouldn't you? So the point is, is we have this ability to remove distractions and focus. The problem is, is we get in our own way. We, we, we have this, we have an internally, we have this expectation it should be easier. But if the motivation is high enough, like $500,000 for as many pendings as you can give me in the next seven days, you would be amazed at what you can perform at. Because what you actually did was remove distractions. You removed everything else. And by the way, the day before vacation is a great way to look at this, right? The day before you go on vacation or two days before you go on vacation, everyone's like, oh man, I got so busy. It's crazy. Because it's almost like you had this badge of being able to be like, nope, I'm going on vacation so I can say no to everything else to make sure I get these things done. That's number one. You should think like that right now, which is I'm going to remove the distractions as if somebody's going to give me $500,000 per pending or per listing that I get for the next seven days. And just continue to repeat that. This is how you gain traction. Once you, once you get momentum rolling, it's much easier to run downhill with a tailwind than it is to run uphill carrying a piece of plywood against the wood. I mean, it's so difficult to, to do that. Can you imagine? That's the, that, that momentum piece. Remember, you, you are always operating uh, with a tailwind or a headwind in all areas of your life. So thriving every day means that how do you continue to add tailwinds for your health, for your wealth, for your business, for your personal or spiritual growth, right? Tailwinds are really important because they build momentum. It's like the things that you put in your body today are going to have an impact when you're 65 or 70. And when you're 70, do you want a tailwind or a headwind health-wise? When you're 70, do you want a tailwind or health-wise or a, a tailwind or a headwind wealth-wise in terms of your money? Well, everyone wants a tailwind. Right. So, okay, then understand, let's make sure that we're, we're moving distractions, gaining tractions now. And then the third step is getting the action. You actually have to get belly to belly face to face with people. This is extreme prescription for what like the next hour looks like the next two hours. It's time to get very clear and action oriented.
This is not a time for loose goals, right? That are sitting up there. The goals are North stars. They help orient to where you're going, but a goal has a beginning and an end, right? They're not your purpose. They have a beginning and end for a reason. So you can accomplish the goal and keep yourself focused. So the first thing here, leave right now for the next 30 minutes. Number one is I want everybody to go look at their calendar tomorrow. We should have, you should have thrive on there tomorrow, next day, or even the next week, even recurring meetings, you should just remove any distractions and go, nothing matters unless I'm actually communicating with a buyer, seller, or investor has something to do with those things. And until they hit my goal, nothing else matters there. So look at your calendar and make sure those things are replaced, right? So remove distractions, get some level of traction. This is where you become very prescriptive in what you need to do in order to get to the next level. And then the third piece is really get into action. That means start moving, pick up the phone, right? If you're an athlete going on the field, you don't just show up for the game. You start moving, you get into action, you wear your headphones, they get focused, all of that, right? So how do you keep your team focused, right? Consistency is key. There's so many leaders out there that think they need to bring something new to the organization every day or every week that they go and they find something. It's not hard to do. You grab something, you bring it new. And every week the team's like, oh, this is cool. But really what you're doing is you're distracting your team members and you're creating whiplash. Imagine if Bill Belichick, who's the coach for the Patriots, came in every Sunday and it's like, hey guys, let's go swimming today for the next three days. And then next week, he's like, hey, guys, let's go play soccer for the next four days, right? They think this is fun, but it's not helping them get more focused on football. It's So the same thing for you. You don't have to try new things, right? There's a time and a place to experiment, but we all know what the basics are. So consistency, that's what people are really looking for. I mean, how often, think about this. Consistency is really habits. How often do you pick up your toothbrush and brush it with your other hand? How, how often do you put your pants on when the other leg? No, because your entire life is consistent. So make sure that you're applying that to your business as well too. Stay connected in some way. So you, everybody right now should have some level of daily power up. We call it Libyan power up, which is basically some level of you're just getting everybody in the mindset. That, by the way, isn't like cameras off, I'm plugging in while I'm like brushing my teeth. If it's at 8.30, Cameras are on, you're ready to roll. It's like, it's go time. It's what people do to show up, right? And then removing roadblocks. This is helping your team decide what to say no to and what to say yes to. Part of making decisions as a leader is getting people to see the benefit of extreme focus. And that's really, I mean, Gary wrote a whole book on the one thing about this, right? So one thing that I can do, such that everything else I'm doing becomes unnecessary or just not necessary at all, right? All right, so we got whatever the time period is, but think of it as in terms of a chunk, right? Do not slow down for these next 90 days, please. This is not a time to slow down. We need to thrive while others are still figuring out how to try to survive, which most people are. Most markets shifted in a way where it took the breath out of them. In fact, in page 11 or 14 of shift, one of the, the lines in there basically says, in a local market shift, will feel like the breath was just taken away from you. And I feel like that is, a, is, is many markets, people felt that over the last 30 days, right? It's just like all of a sudden they're like there, it kind of kind of sucked out, right? So what do you do? Now is the time to get hyper-focused on a few activities to be able to do this. But think of, think of your year as the next 90 days. The next 90 days, what do I need to do? And we're going to walk you through that. What do you need to do the next 90 days? What can you control, right? You can always control lead generation. And remember, Lead generation, whatever you want to call it, you're just, if you're, in, if you're in sales, you have to talk to people. 
right? If you're, you have to be able to sell somebody home, you know, Mark King had a great quote yesterday in Inman where he literally said the goal of Keller Williams is basically like somebody needs to sell a damn home, right? Because over the, I said earlier, right? When I kicked this off today, the majority of people in real estate, the markets have been frothy, right? They've been, they've been producing and people kind of got out of these back, these out of the basics of being a fiduciary to clients. So make sure you can go out there and control, focus on what we can control. It's client service, the orientation, it's content creation, it's, it's daily power-ups, it's engagement with your team, engagement with yourself. This is also a great time to work on the business. You know, when Ray Dalio talks about um, uh, economic contraction periods or the uh, something that should be enjoyed is basically what his quote was. And the purpose of him saying that is because during economic cha challenges or downturns, organizations become more productive. They create more efficiencies. Why? Because they actually start looking around and going, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. And what it boils down to is we actually didn't need all that stuff. It was actually just distractions. And I think a lot of businesses, even if you're an individual agent or running a team, basically had that. It's like we have all these things and we're justifying them because we have hordes of cash coming in. But now all of a sudden you wake up and you go, get rid of that, get rid of that. And all of a sudden you start seeing your team become and function better. So when we talk about not slowing down, this is not a time to sit back and go, it needs to change. Or why am I doing this? Why is this happening? It's, it's to make peace with it, work on your systems, work on increasing the revenue that actually matters in the conversions of any type of market shift. This is your time, by the way, this is where organizations are literally created. I mean, I mean, massive organizations, the work that you do over the next 90 days, 180 days, however long this period lasts for is you're going to get the competitive advantage of this for literally the next three to four years. So think about that, right? So it's not a time to slow down. This is a time to put the gas on, right? All right. So think about thriving every day. When I think about that, when I was putting this presentation together, I said, well, let's make sure that we're actually aiming at the appropriate target. So what I, the question I like to ask here is, what are you aiming at? What is your aim in your life, right? What is your North Star? Why are you here? And I think part of thriving every day, particularly whatever's happening in the external world, because understand there are challenges, there's personal challenges, there's business challenges that happen every single day. So you, it can't be that you're here to grow a business. It can't be that you're here to uh, make money. Those are all things that you leave. Those are things that you do while you're here, but they're not the meaning of your life, right? That's why I said goals have a beginning and an end. They're not your purpose. So what is your aim here? And the reason why this is so important is because it actually pulls you through challenging times. Because if your aim is, I have got to be this powerful CEO, or I've got to be a team leader, or I've got to be the top agent, or I've got to be over here, you're going to make decisions based on that aim. And then you're going to up and down you're going to ride the emotional roller coaster of life's whims, ups and downs and challenges. And if you haven't noticed, it's pretty crazy out there. Life's like Disneyland, right? I mean, every day there's humans that like you and there's people that don't like you and they say things to you and they don't say things to you. And there's plants and animals running around. And like, if you were to ask somebody, a child who went to Disneyland, you go, Hey, did you have a wonderful time? Like, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience. And the experience was weather. It was people, it was clowns, it was rides, it was the food. You're doing the same thing. You're just doing it in business. You're just doing it in whatever, whatever role you're playing. But this is how you thrive. 
The only way you're ultimately going to thrive every day is if you figure out how you aim higher than all of this, because it'll actually give you clarity to make peace with the things that you need to do. So what is your North star? Is the aiming just a little bit higher, right? And so maybe it's, it's, you can have goals. I'm not talking about goals. Goals can be 30 pendings in a month or three pendings next week, or whatever it is. Those are goals, but it's not your aim. It's not your aim. So I encourage all of us in order to really thrive to think about how we can aim a little bit higher. How we can, how can I elevate my level of thinking so that my aim is beyond this? It's like, as an example, if I'm in Vermont and I aim for Florida, then I'm going to go to Florida. But if I aim for the Caribbean, I'm going to be pulled right past Florida. It's the same thing with life. So if my goal, or I'm sorry, if my purpose in life, my aim is life, is to enjoy the experience of life. I get pulled through the challenges of life. It doesn't mean you don't interact with them. It doesn't mean you don't deal with them, but it kind of answers the questions, right? The bigger, deeper questions. So orient yourself in that direction and then make decisions based on that. It'll actually give you a lot more peace and freedom to be able to do it. It kind of goes with this, right? How do you actually win at life? You, In order to win, and don't let this word trigger you win. I don't mean win like you win something materially, but if you're six months away, you're 127 years old and it's time for you to start passing your physical body, right? And somebody says, man, you win, right? It's time to go. Did you win or do you, whatever it is? And you're going to go, yeah, man, I won at life. How, what does winning mean to you at life? And for me, it's, it means that I enjoyed all of it. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be what you'd want to answer? Not that, hey, I made a bunch of money over here. Nobody really says that. Those, again, those are goals. They're fun things to do. Nobody's denying that that's important, right? I'm just saying there's something higher while you're doing all of those things too. So this is like when, when how do you actually win? And I'm asking you that question. You know, you don't have to answer right now, but how do you actually win in life? And then you just kind of use that same, that same kind of token, right? Which is I'm on a rocking chair, I'm about to die, whatever that question is that you kind of bring yourself to and go, how did I win? And I know for me, it's by raising the moment up. So the moment is better off in front of me for everyone, for the moment of passing by. In other words, of saying that is I just enjoy the experience of what's there. So what game are you playing, right? In order to thrive every day, I mean, really thrive. It just can't be about winning in business. It can't just be about winning in your personal life. Those are things we do while we're here. There's something deeper than that, right? So what game are you playing? And then I would ask the question, are you sure you want to play that game or is it time for an upgrade? Is it time to upgrade the game you're playing? And that's a question for you to answer, right? It kind of goes with aiming higher. But how do you win at life? And I've asked this question many times before. People almost inevitably say something very similar, like, hey, I just enjoy my life. So are you enjoying your life? I don't mean enjoying it here and there or relatively okay. I mean, really, really enjoying your life. That's how you thrive every day, by the way, right? And we're going to dig into that tomorrow. I'm going to kick us off from nine to 10 with lead yourself first and then end this with 200% tomorrow. Uh, we're going to go deeper into that. Um, but so let's continue with thrive today, right? So identify what your competitive edge actually is. And one of the couple of things and I mean about this is this is a narrowing focused question. This isn't about, hey, we're good at everything. What is your competitive edge? Even if you lose out, it doesn't mean you need to go switch that. You understand what your edge is. What in a couple of questions people you can ask yourself or take an image is a picture of this shot. What questions do people ask you? What activities energize you naturally? Right? Not for the personal gain you're going to get of it, but what do they actually energize you for? 
What are your unique skills, strengths, or specialties, right? Are you actually fostering them? This is why we've heard throughout the day today, I mean, there's a hundred different ways to lead generate. There's a hundred different ways to communicate. It's a hundred different ways effective. As long as it boils down to you're actually presenting an opportunity for a buyer or seller to sign an agreement with you, right? What skill set do you need to be able to do that? That's the cool thing about having a bunch of people on. You see different personalities. Some people are very charismatic. Some people are internally driven. They're soft-spoken, but man, they're just so resilient. You know, we have people that are doing 60, 80, 100 deals as an individual agent, and you talk to them and you go, how do they do that? And they're just resilient. That's their skill set, right? They just get up and they lead generate for a period of time until they get their appointments. What do you do better than anyone else, right? What value do you, or could you provide to the world? So you just got to identify what that looks like for you. And as we thrive each day in our competitive environments, we have to make sure that we're owning our energy. This is really important right now. You don't realize how much you're, there's a wake that you leave every time you get on a screen, every time you're face-to-face -face with a client, every time you walk into a gas station and you hold the door open, it's your energy. People feel energy. That's what they feel, right? We're all, everything is energy, right? So own your energy, show up and check that you're bringing that into the conversation. What energy are you bringing into the conversation? What are you? You know how you feel inside. You can fake it a little bit, right? If you need to, but you know how energy that you're bringing. Nobody else has that experience inside than you do. Nobody else is feeling that. They can feel it, remnants from it or the wake from it, but you're having that. So own your reactions and actions. So what does it really mean to own your energy, right? How do you surrender to the moment, right? People use that word surrender and sometimes it triggers people like surrender is passivity. It's the furthest thing from it. When, when something happens, like, let's just use an example. Somebody's calling you, right? And you turn it over and you see it's the agent that you don't want to talk with instantaneously. Don't you get disturbed? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. You see the phone ring, you come in there and you go oh. instantly. It's like your heart just dropped out. Your heart didn't go actually anywhere, but like, it feels like it did your energy dropped. That's what you felt. You felt the energy drop in this. So surrendering, what it means is that you feel that energy drop. You understand that you're spinning around in the middle of nowhere on this planet. By the way, you had no idea how you got here. You have no idea where you're going afterwards and you're enjoying this experience. I'm pretty sure you can handle a phone call, right? So you surrender the fact that somebody's calling you. You take a deep breath, three, two, one, relax, whatever you need to do. And you pick up the phone and deal with it versus being engaged with the energy that's low. You pick it up in a defensive way, ready to fight. And they were just calling to tell you that the deal is still on or whatever it is. You get my point. So when your energy comes in, you surrender always to the moment that's in front of you so you can actually act. You know, surrender is one of the, the most important things a leader can do because it gives you clarity of the ability to interact with the situation and solve it at the highest level that you can. Don't want to store your energy, good or bad. You got to need to let it flow through you. So when that call comes up, you see it, you process it, you let it go, right? You can breathe, you can meditate, you can eat clean, you can do exercise, any of these things. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, right, what you really want is peace. You want to, so I always look at this because that's really what anybody wants. They're trying to get the world okay. This is really all about thrive. This is thriving in your inner experience, right? Because every day, what you're trying to do is manipulate the world to get your inner experience the way you want it. Well, you can find life hacks that contribute to your peace, and, right? And, and adopt them and make them just non-negotiables in your life. That's kind of how you start owning your energy. And we can talk how we do that, right? 
And, and it really boils down to, it's not addition. Even material things, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But just understand that money is money and joy is joy. They're not linked together, right? The joy of doing less. It's all about subtraction, not addition. So you keep subtracting until you're the only one focused on the most important items in your life and your business. Please just hear this. There's, there's still too much distractions. I just go back and I could have said this one thing and been done is if Gary came on here right now, Gary Keller and said, look, $500,000 for every penny in the next seven days, everyone, nobody would have any more distractions anymore. You just want, you cancel vacations, you do anything to go get that done. So it's not about, can you, nobody's asking you to lift a thousand pounds over this, but this is about how you thrive folks, right? So keep subtracting until you're only focused on the most important items in your life and your business. And you start to realize you didn't actually need addition anymore. It's about subtraction and then add more of those essential items into your life. Cause that's really what we want to focus on, right? It's actually the joy of doing life. And this, the, the last thing I'll just kind of end on for, for thriving for today is it's not work-life integration. I'm sorry. It's not work-life balance. You know, if you were doing that, it would be what, 68 hours a week and 68 hours a week or something along those lines. It's not about that. It's about work-life integration. It's work-life presence. In the work-life presence, how I really mean this is, and ultimately how you thrive every day, is that you are in the moment that you're in. You're not sitting with a client and wishing that you weren't. You're not driving to an appointment wishing you didn't have to go to the appointment. You don't have a bumper sticker that says, I'd rather be skiing. You just rather not be rathering. So those work, think about work-life presence is the way that you will ultimately thrive every single day. Because there's, there's nothing, no matter how much success you can have, if you don't have a, a wonderful inner experience tied to this, you're not thriving, right? So it's not about totally about money. It's about the interaction, the space between the two. So I like to think about this as no matter what you're doing, you're either strategically on or you're strategically off in terms of business, right? When you're on, you're on. You know, it's funny because in, in we have this thing in like called the Parkinson's law, which basically says, I have nine hours to do my work. And naturally what you will find is you will feel unproductive things in that day, trying to fill the space. And I feel like that's what people do. So what I would, what I'd love to see you do is ask a different question of like, I'm going to go work in this spurt and I'm going to start off and I'm going to be in, I'm going to lean into this lead generation. I'm going to lean into my script practice or conversations. I'm going to lean into my client meeting. I'm going to lean into this presentation that I'm doing and I'm going to be fully present with them. So I'm actually enjoying my life because you don't want to ever want to overvalue some future moment and undervalue your current moment, which is what we're doing too much. So, you know, when we think about thriving every day, it's really about how do I enjoy the experience that I'm having? And outside of the extremes, right, on the, on the sides, it's, not about, it's, it's really 99% of your life is about how do I actually experience what I'm experiencing? Because most of us, even right now, when I'm talking right now, how many of you are actually listening to this voice inside your head narrate our conversation? And what it's really doing, it's narrating it in your mind and you're paying attention to it and saying, I like what Adam said. I don't like what Adam said. I don't agree with him what he said. I agree with what he said. And you're listening to the voice narrate this entire conversation. You're missing the direct experience of life. So anyways, this work-life presence is one of the most important things you can do, which means that I wake up every day knowing that I'm going to play, I'm going to learn, I'm going to work, 
and I'm going to be fully present in what I can do. In, two, in the next two days, we're going to talk about what it's like and how to be more fully present. Because I think all of us want to be more present. The more present you are, the more present, what a gift you are to the person in front of you, but also the more clarity. You actually become a, a uh, you become a weapon in business because you're fully engaged in it. You see it better. You see different angles. You're able to understand things differently. You're able to build things faster. All of those things. So let's really work on this, right? What's my aim, right? Where's my aim? Not your goals, right? Not your financial goal. Those are not aims. There's gotta be something larger than that. Goals are wonderful. We should all have them. But what's your aim? What game are you playing here? In order to thrive, you have to understand what game you're playing. And then you have to understand how you win. And again, I always go back to this. There's never a, log a logical argument that anybody could ever make that would say, in order to win is I enjoyed every part of my life. So that's work-life presence. You see how this the, the, the integration here works. Work-life presence means that I'm actually present in whatever I'm doing. If I'm off work, this is the problem with our duality of focus is we're, we're kind of like half working, half personal, then half personal, half working. Whereas if we just eliminated that and got really focused on when we're here, we're there. We're present with work. We're nailing it. Then when we're home, we're nailing our home or with our friends or whatever you're doing, you're nailing what you're doing. That's work-life presence. That's what we bring into the day to make sure that we're continuing to thrive. Hey everybody, before you leave today, Hallie and I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. Here's what Sean had to say. Sean from Albuquerque says, I have listened to Business Meets Spirituality from the beginning and there are so many important principles and lessons on how self-leadership precedes leadership. In order to grow your organization or business, you have to lead yourself first. And I have learned how to go inward in order to achieve the level of growth I must obtain in order to grow my business. This is a must listen for any type of business owner. Thanks, Sean, for leaving us a review. And by the way, please let us know what you like about this podcast or what you would like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show.